we're back. Um, it's 12.03. Sorry about the three minutes uh, late start. Uh, it's been a bit of a hectic morning, to say the least. But um, so here we are, Run Chat Live episode 36. Um, of course, with the new unique um, fact that we've just done the Run Chat Live International Running Conference in Brighton, like two days ago, three days ago, Wednesday and Thursday. So, yeah, um, I'm still a bit dazed and confused from it, to tell you the truth. It's like been a bit of an adrenaline dump. Um, people have been kind of thanking me for putting it together, which is great. And the feedback has been immense from speakers and attendees. And I was kind of taking it with a pinch of salt, like I didn't really do that much. But um, now I realize that I did do an awful lot. I think my body's going, okay, you need to rest. So I might be a bit dazed and confused today, but that's fine because that's why I brought along right-hand man, Mike James, the endurance physio. Because if I do go into a little bit of a lapse, he'll be able to take over, I'm sure. I might even just go back to bed. But um yeah, so um, as I said on the uh, little Facebook Live I did earlier on, we're going to basically dissect the conference, um, let you know who the speakers were, uh, what they talked about, have a little bit of a commentary on that with myself and Mike, um, and then have a little brief chat about how we're going to keep this impetus going. I mean, the, the bond I felt with the 70 or 80 people out there and the virtual listeners uh, watching the recording and everything has been huge. I don't want to lose that. It was, it was just amazing, the questions and the and the discussions and it was all done cordially there's some great debates about fascia and mechanisms of action and it was all just done in such good faith it was everything that's good about communication which sometimes we lose with twitter and facebook and all that so um anyway that's the idea um before i do that let me just bring up uh let's go obviously people who are watching the uh, or listening to the podcast you won't see any images we've got on um, here today so we'll try and remind each other to uh, mention that so you're not just thinking what are they looking at on the screen um, but um, as always I need to say thank you to the Brighton Beard Company who were kind enough to give us uh, some of their Alfriston balm and oil which just drives me crazy and I need to get some more of it um, we put that out for a little raffle and obviously, and it wasn't a fix, I promise you, I've never heard such ooh from the audience as I pulled from behind me. You can watch the video on the live recordings. I pulled a business card out the back um, of this big tab. I wasn't looking. And obviously, it turned out to be none other than Tom Goom running physio. Of course, it was of all the people in the room. Um, but there's uh, yeah. And so that was great because he has got a beard um, and he's already tweeted the fact that um, he's in love with it as well. So um it was great to see Tom along there. But anyway, I can see uh, Mike's getting a little bit restless downstairs. So I think what we'll do is uh, we'll bring Mike up and then we'll start off with a chat. So it's going to be a five second countdown. Mike James, how are you, mate? I'm good, buddy. Afternoon, afternoon, everybody listening. <sighs> Do you feel different now that we've actually hugged it out and sort of shaken hands and met each other face to face, or is it? There's, there's there's no going back anymore. That's it. <laughs> it's true, isn't it? Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. Imprinted. Thing. There was quite a lot of blues afterwards. I was quite surprised. Um, a few people like Ian and Jack. I think Jack Chu from Physio Matt's podcast tweeted from the NEC. I think going, oh, it's just not the same here. Where is everybody? It was really cool to see. It was quite immense, wasn't it? Meeting some of some amazing people. It was. There's, there's what the internet and social media has done for us as an industry is fantastic, but nothing beats skin in the game, 
shaking hands with people, sharing a beer, breaking bread, that side of it, both delegates and, and um, speakers uh, uh, together. And yeah, I think that was the magic of it. It was meeting people that you've sort of known for so long, some some more than others, um, and realizing that, you know, thankfully in today's world, these are just as nice in the flesh as you expected and hoped they would be. There was there was no letdown in, in, across any any side of it. It's true. I mean, I remember being in the midst of it and and I'd met quite a few of the speakers. And then suddenly where the refreshments were, I turned around and almost kind of walked straight into Chris Johnson. And and for a second, I just went, oh, yeah, well, I might have to see. You. And then I thought, it's Chris. He's here in the flesh in front of me. It was like I've already met him before in person. And that's kind of scared me because it's sometimes we think that the virtual reality is enough and that you have met someone but you haven't met someone until you meet them face to face and, you know, you share some common space with them. So um, just saying hi to Chris Kitson up in the room. Hey, up boils. It was lovely to see Chris. I'm going to get Chris along. Definitely. It's one of my things I wrote down for 2020. I've always, I'm always singing Chris's praises as somebody who's the new breed of therapist. And I love what he's doing with the movement hub. Um, and I love the stuff he posts. It's just real people doing step up and box jumps and plyometrics and just really showing, um, yeah, what I think the future of, of healthcare and running care is so yeah chris keep november october 2023 right yeah. let's um yeah. bring up then the talks i've uh i was up to about one o'clock this morning just splitting them down into bits and bobs so let's uh bring some of them up um for those who listen to the podcast i will say what's coming up on the screen basically we're just going to go through the presenters one by one and just have a little chat about how we felt um there's a nice picture there which is on screen of me uh, but the first thing I did with Jack from Physiomatics Podcast when we were doing the virtual was did a little chat and welcome the people. And, and, and those of you watching can see on the screen my face, my head was just I got such huge butterflies that morning because suddenly it wasn't just me speaking at someone else's conference. It was like, oh, geez, this is all down to me now. If it works, then great. If it doesn't, then I'm the one who's responsible. So uh, that's a classic picture of me just feeling a little bit. Um, is this going to work? But it all went out fine. And thanks to the Physiomatics podcast team and Jack March and Jack Chu um, for making it flow so seamlessly. Um, and uh, and the recording in the video room is still there, which people can get access to just by emailing me. There is a charge. Um, but if you were an attendee and you want to see it and look back at some of the presentations, all of them, and download them, then it's, um, it's only 35 quid or something. If you weren't an attendee, um, then it's 175, 125 if you... Um, email me before the 5th so you got a couple of days to get that offer but it all started and uh first man up after i did a little bit of introduction was um none other than uh mr chu jack chu who was i always wanted to be the opener um, because he kind of symbolizes i don't know he symbolizes change for our industry a lot isn't he, he is the mouth behind the mic jack's obviously got the um the big r's um, the reform of MSK. Um, he had the concert the week before the concert. He had the um, conference the week before us up in Manchester. Um, it was amazing. All talking about um, proper changes which him and his team are trying to put through by going to the Houses of Parliament and all manifestos and things. So it was an honour to have Jack fresh from that um, to try and remind people um, how even though we think we're evidence-based, it's easy for excuses to come up through. It's easy for us to start slipping back into our old ways um, and not necessarily being as evidence-based as we think or just... And Jack came up with a huge number of um, uh, great reasons. It was a real wake-up thing and a nice introduction to the course. 
Ian was next. Um, Ian Griffiths was next. Um, and uh, yeah, I introduced him as my go-to sports podiatrist, uh, much to the tuts of Simon Bartold, who was sitting in the front. Um, but Simon, you're in Australia in Adelaide. Or, so I mean, not as I can't easily refer people to you as I can to Ian. But yeah, and Ian was fantastic as well. He gave a talk on foot orthosis, wading through the misinformation, although he did change it because he ran a little comp uh, competition. Um, uh, and uh, one of the one of his followers decided to change it um, to foot orthosis, straight talking, which was an absolutely hilarious podiatrist pun, which all the podiatrists at the conference got. And I don't think many of the physios actually got. Um, but anyway, so, yeah, Ian was up there and Ian, in his beautiful way, um, actually managed to break down physics and the reasons how kinetics can change and kinematics don't. Um, he managed to break that down um using analogies like the seesaw one was, was one that stayed in my mind because he was he was he was explaining how imagine you've got one person on a seesaw okay and so one of the ends that they're seated on um is obviously down in contact with the ground if another two people get on that same end the kinematics hasn't changed but obviously the kinetics as in the strain that that um seesaw is actually physically under now has changed hugely and that was a great way of showing how how the role of orthosis um, is very much more to do than we previously thought with the changes in kinetics, the changes in moments, um, rather than always looking to change the kinematics. Um, and and basically, a lot of his presentation was worked around helping us understand that and the implications for not just um, orthoses, but also for footwear as well. So it was a fantastic uh, presentation done, as always, in, in Ian's um, humorous and just so simple, just easy to understand style. Um, this is why I love Podchat Live. If, if you if you want another podcast to listen to, then make sure you subscribe to Podchat Live with Ian and Craig. Um, that's one you should definitely listen to. OK, right. So moving on from Ian, um, what was next? We had J.F. Esculia came on. Um, yeah, there's a huge lag. Yes, thanks, Andrew, for confirming that. I always think it's me. I can't help it. I'm a bloke. It's me. It's not you. It's me. But um, yeah, OK, we'll crack on. Sorry about that. Mike and Wales are obviously still recovering from um, um, the effect of the rugby. Um, they're just still 20 seconds behind. They just can't accept it. But anyway, uh, let's crack on. So so um, I will edit this for the podcast. Right. J.F. Esculia, um, uh, the first of our international speakers um, from... Um, Vancouver in Canada. Thanks, Terry. Thanks for letting me know. Yeah, um, so it's very exciting. I mean, I was happy to have obviously all speakers there and the content from all was amazing, but it was extra exciting, like I've already alluded to, having people traveling like uh, JF all the way from Vancouver um, and giving myself a chance to meet him and the other speakers, which was so emotional, uh, but also the delegates in the room. I mean, it's not every day you get to see JF um, in Brighton. So uh, JF um, had uh, a chat about what's the best clinical approach for runners with knee pain. Um, it was, again, a fantastic talk. Um, he broke it down. Again, that it was the simplicity of it. Um, and that was one of the kind of conscious goals of the conference. It was to make sure that clinicians could understand it. But the, the kind of 10 or so runners we had at the conference as well understand it. So we can call things patellofemoral pain. We can call it anterior patellofemoral pain and posterior and median and lateral. But why not in a conference just call it knee pain at the front of the kneecap, back of the kneecap, inner leg, outer leg? You know, there is that thing where clinicians overcomplicate stuff with runners and they don't even know they're doing it. We need to have the ability to switch. 
if we're discussing a paper or something just between ourselves or filling out um, a uh, patient sheet with the idea that someone might be taking over, then great, use the terminology, that's what's there. Uh, but when it comes to talking to the patient, we need to have that their language. And when I say their language, we need to be able, that that's, that's the language of that individual in front of us. Okay, some patients might be equipped to actually speak the lingua, um, others might not, and they might need you to break it down into reductionist and very simplified and maybe not 100% accurate, but something they can take away and work with. So, um, And I, for me, JF's um, presentation was all about that. It was a fantastic look at uh, patellofemoral pain or knee pain, as we shall now call it, um, with some great use of slides, and the audience was very much captivated. Um, and it was wonderful to see. And of course, it was all done in a French accent as well, which you know just draws everyone in, let's face it. Um, we then had uh, Paul Westwood up. Um, so we moved back to the UK, to the Midlands. And we had Paul, um, who works um, these days primarily with the army. Um, uh, but he's got a huge, massive history um, of uh, working with triathletes. Some people were quite amazed when they had a look at his kind of CV of, of who he's worked with, uh, particularly with, of course, Joe Filial's Olympic team as physiotherapist and assistant coach. I mean, that on a CV speaks for itself. Um, so, yeah, huge um, thanks to Paul for lending us his experience. Um, few people were surprised. Paul is very, very evidence-based and he dismisses a lot of stuff. He doesn't like the idea of... Um, disempowering his athletes um, by giving them stuff which might make them feel fragile, um, which might take the ability of them to self-care out of their hands. So um, Paul uh, Westwood is very much on that page, um, which was interesting because I got a few little Facebook messages from delegates in the room, which I loved having updates from them. It was like a secret bitching thing sometimes or, or a commending thing. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it was great to to hear that going on, and indeed, it started some of the controversy, which is bound to happen when you've got a room full of seventy therapists from different disciplines. So yeah, Paul was fantastic. We enjoyed that, um, uh, and uh, yeah, it set the scene for often the rest of the definitely set the scene for the question and answers because a lot of the uh, therapists in the room had questions to put to Paul. Um, minimal use of adjuncts. Yeah, that sums up Paul's. Uh, speech minimal use of adjuncts and it, as i introduced it or we'll get to that later on but paul coker was also in the room who was one of my favorite physio matters podcast uh, episodes with the paul against paul but we'll come to that one i'll talk about paul and um, we had izzy moore which was absolutely a pleasure when it comes to research then uh they don't come much bigger really than izzy and the work she's done into gate retraining um in particular and running form um and uh izzy gave a fantastic um, look at the research and what we know and more importantly what we don't know um, that was probably the highlight and the and um, of Izzy's presentation and slides is not jump to conclusions um, using to the best of ability what we can do and not looking for quick fixes was a big thing you know um, massive uses for um, gait analysis and gait retraining but there's an awful lot of rabbit holes as well which you can disappear down especially with some of the great data we can get these days from ever increasing um, software and development of technology. Um, so yeah, all in the interpretation, as I've always said with gait analysis. Um, yeah, and a massive treat for anybody to see Izzy. She doesn't do a lot of conferences, so it was an absolute honor and pleasure to have Izzy Moore up there on the stage. Uh, it was fantastic. Um, we then came to the question time, um, which was basically, for those of you who weren't there, it was 10 
um, of the speakers, plus um, Jess from Run3D. Um, she came up as well to join us. Um, outside, I should mention, actually, the exhibitors were um, Run3D and Sports Injury Fix um, with Malcolm and Tom, and then Ken and Jess with Run3D. Uh, and what great exhibitors. I mean, they didn't just appear. They were chosen for the reason because I love the way they're, they're big evidence-based followers. Um, Run3D seems to be a very successful um, piece of software, which is uh, entering a lot of clinics over the UK. Um, personally, I use motion metrics. Um, I did try and get the boys down from Mars Systems, but but they're busy developing something which is um, about to explode onto the market. So it was a bad time for them. It's a shame. I'd love to have seen Richard Felton and, and John Hedges down, but they just sadly couldn't make it. Um, so, yeah, um, I should make it clear that I don't actually use Run3D. I use motion metrics. Uh, maybe in future we'll get a podcast with Rich or John uh, to chat us through that. I still love the system. But on the day, it was Run3G, and it's all about them. And there's some fantastic gate analysis going on uh, with them in the exhibitor stand. Um, but, yeah, with the speaker time, the question time was, I think it went well. I was a bit worried. But there were some brilliant questions uh, between the speakers, uh, between the audience. We had questions coming from the virtual listeners and from the floor. And I think it worked pretty well. Um, it, was, it was nice to jump backwards and forwards between the speakers and the floor. And we did two of them, one on Wednesday and one on Thursday. Um, yeah, the audience were engaged, which is what it was all about. And there was some good debate communication. We had some lunch. There's a nice shot for those of you who um, are actually watching. There's a nice shot of the speakers. Let's blow that up. That was amazing for me. I was like, my job is done. My life is nearly complete. Um, looking around the table there, you've got Tom Goom and Jack March and Jack Chu, Paul Westwood, Mike James, Ian Griffiths. Um, Derek Griffin, Simon Bartold, J.F. Scullier, Christopher Johnson, George Parks from Run Beyond Kenya, Paul Coker and, and uh, left-hand man um, Craig Pooley, who was there helping the event run smoothly. And then my big face at the end. What a lunch. What a time that was. Oh, I couldn't believe it. My favourite my favorite bistro, Monge 2, which is my office for work just around the corner. That was a, that picture was just amazing. Um, so yeah, so that's... Um, um, oh, we had the social in the evening as well, the Las Iguanas. I'm going to bring Mike up in a second if he's listening once we get to day two. So, yeah, Las Iguanas, a uh, big shout out to them for helping us uh, host the evening. We're about, in the end, there was about 60 people there all together with the speakers. Um, and we had some great times out there. Tom Goon was there, Jack and Jack March. It was, yeah, some lovely people from all across um, just conversing and having fun. There's <laughs> there's Mike and uh and uh, Tom Goom sharing a whiskey, which they promised they were going to do. Just lost Mike again. There's a nice picture up there. If you listen to the podcast, do try and have a look at the YouTube video, which will go up as well. We've got a lovely photo there of Jay Fasculia and Christopher Johnson, Tom Goom and Derek Griffin. <laughs> what a team. Jeez. Even looking at that now, it gives me uh, goosebumps. Um, so, yeah. But anyway, on to day two. Mike, if you're hearing me, then let's get you back and let's put that camera back on. I'm going to start talking about day two. Mike's ready to join your broadcast. Let's see if I can bring him up. Let's bring Mike up. Here we go. Good afternoon, Wales. Hello. Is oh, wow. Jeez, what did you do? Have you I left? Have you moved? Did you cross the border? I just quickly messaged Tom Jones, who normally presses reset <laughs> on Wales. <laughs> Get the president of Wales to reset everything and we're all right again. Apologies to everyone listening. Again. I'm pleased. That's no, fine, mate. It's okay. It did make me laugh where we're talking about technology bringing us together. <laughs> not in Wales, no, not quite. No. Anyway, so um, yeah, um, you've joined us at a nice time. Um, I'm on day two now. 
I did okay. have a picture of you. Actually, let's just uh, talk us through the emotion of this picture here. Where was it? There we go. How is that? Because your face speaks a hundred words. Can so I'm, uh, yeah. So it, there's half, half of that is because Tom and I for a long time have been trying to catch up for a wee dram, and it's he was he was literally teaching about ten miles away from me about a year ago, and um, it was when we had the heavy snow and we missed each other. But also, it's just in the middle when Jack Chew is off on his story about zebras and mosquitoes. <laughs> so I think I'm still reeling from that. Uh, yeah, I remember I did put a video. I would quite to record that. There's about 10 of us around the table. And Jack, I was sure he was drunk. I thought that's why I was recording it. I really thought he'd had a drink. But he's not drinking it now, is he? Because he's because um, Charlotte is uh, about to drop twins. So um, he wasn't drunk. He was just off on a, on a, on a Jack tangent. He was, he was Jack being Jack, that's it. <laughs> it's amazing what a guy so anyway yeah it was a great social it was it was wonderful um it all worked out well right let's get to day two so uh simon bartold who again international speaker uh so excited along with jf christopher johnson to actually get in in my hometown of brighton and it was his birthday as well of course wasn't it which was nice because we gave him a birthday cake and all that which i think went quite well but um yeah simon for you um somebody you want to see in the past oh. a while <laughs> Absolutely. You know, through every stage, I think there's very few people I can say this about, but through every stage of my career, whether it was a student or, or, or ever since, there's very few people that I continue to go back to because they keep churning out stuff that's relevant and applicable. Um, and again, you know, a real a real titan and, in, and legend of the industry. And um, the stuff he's telling us about was just mind blowing. People who are allegedly in the know. And it was it was blowing our brains some of this stuff about the manufacturing of footwear it was it and it was really because one thing again i was worried about the, the conference was it was going to be and sometimes on social media this happens it was like well that's not true that's not evidence-based we don't do that forget needles forget this forget that and it's like okay it gets a bit what are we going to do what is our future we're we just going to all just to say have these exercises and and that and go home and of course it's not that at all and for me, when Simon started with day two with, with what he was talking about, the future of the shoe industry uh, with his comments on what we will be able to do and where we will be in five years and like grabbing a prototype, which he says, you're not allowed to actually see this yet. So just pretend you haven't seen it. And just he's such a man in the middle of the future of shoes. It was just so encouraging and positive um, to hear what we do know, what we can do, how we can move with the times um so yeah it was fantastic and such a great speaker as well and there's something about i mean i'm one for accents you know that most of my friendship with you is because i love the way you talk i think most relationships that's an important factor but with simon again the whole aussie accent i compared him to Lorimer mosley is that unfair on Lorimer, or do you think there's that aussie thing going on no i think they shop in the same shirt shop as well <laughs> that's true they've got a similar style uh yeah simon shoes i just kept thinking now who was it i can't remember somebody said uh it's like the ricky gervais wasn't it you can still get them you can still find them <laughs> with his cowboy boots i think it was ian griffiths obviously with that sense of humor but yeah it was a great talk and i loved what he had mentioned the thing which stood out for me was the the environment he suddenly threw in that wasn't it considerations about the environment Do you remember those photos and what he was talking yeah. about yeah and and again social responsibility and environmental responsibility is something that seems to really crop up in most businesses these days and um, effectively when you understand the actual scale and how immense the scale of shoe production is then the next thing that some of us don't realize on, on a conscious level is that well what happens to all these shoes when people stop using them so when he was telling us about uh, the the actual carbon footprint of the shoe industry 
and then what the shoe industry is trying to do to change it. Um, crazy innovations. Yeah, it was mad. I can't remember the exact numbers now, but he he was talking about how many shoes were produced. I think in the case of Nike, every minute or something, it was just some ridiculous uh, number. Yeah, and of we course, talk- yeah, they've got to go somewhere. Yeah, we were talking millions, millions and yeah. millions and millions, and um, and what are we going to do with them? Exactly, he had some great photos. Um, I haven't actually looked out yet, but I remember telling my wife yesterday about. I haven't looked it up yet, but suddenly somebody was talking about a Belgian producing a shoe made out of potato or something. Did you read that? I think that's what Simon was alluding to <laughs> with the um, with the prototype that he brought. That um, and I think that was from hockey. But effectively, people are looking at using starches from vegetables and potatoes that effectively means and i'm probably slaughtering what he really meant here but my interpretation was effectively when you finished with your shoes we're going to start planting them in the ground and letting them degrade and hopefully spawn new vegetables pretty incredible yeah pretty incredible look at him look at that photo that style oh definitely the most stylish man and and to think that on that day he was 82 years old it's quite incredible <laughs> that he's still standing up without any support we can't see the support yeah so simon brilliant all the way from uh from Adelaide, um, absolutely immense and, and so much fun uh, chatting to him back in the hotel as well. Absolutely awesome. What a great start today, too. Um, yeah, well, there's a few slides there. Um, who do we have next? Oh, Coca. Yeah. This I compared a few times. I don't know how it was for you, but for a few times for me, it was it was like I was watching Lost the first season where I watched one episode and it's like late at night, anything, I'm just going to watch one and I've got to get out tomorrow. And then you finish on that cliffhanger and then another one starts and it's two or like 24 Keith of Sutherland. That's to me, that was what the speakers were like. I was blown away with uh, Simon and then suddenly it's like, right, what's next? Coke is going to come up. And after seeing Paul Westwood saying, you know, insinuating, forget KT tape and all that. It's just, no, you're disempowering the patient. I had an idea. Paul was going to have something to say about it, but what a great speaker as well, Paul, don't you think? Absolutely. I've I've had the pleasure of hearing Paul a few times and um he's got that rolling Scottish accent and he's very engaging with it and quite enigmatic. Um but he's I guess what Paul's been been able to do over the years is he probably understands the battles he needs to fight. So therefore he's tailored his arguments accordingly, but he's he's got a really nice way of almost touching it personally. So he doesn't take offence from things. He doesn't, or he doesn't appear to take offence from things, and he just, he just presents his argument as a counter argument before some of the other arguments have even got to him. Yeah, no, definitely. So um, I think you've just nailed it on the head. He's taken a lot of battering, or seen a lot of battering against um, uh, kinesiology tape, often caused by other companies within the kinesiology tape production who have been sued appropriately for some of the claims. But rather than just going, and there's a lesson for all of us, rather than just throwing everything out, baby and bathwater, he's gone, well, hold on. Okay, maybe what you guys are talking about applies to tape as well. And he's gone down that road. And I mean, well, he's kept places I've worked in rock tape, and we specifically use rock tape because of Paul, to tell you the truth. Um, so yeah, very powerful and a great speaker. And, and like you say, yeah, he's preemptive. He knows what you're going to say before you've said it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, very he had, good. He, he had that one slide which resonated with me and I think he labeled it skin puts. Right. Which, which are that, that little tagline of, you know, uh, the, the neurology and the sort of, uh, neurophysiological effects and, you know, skin puts summed up is, is sort of mantra really, really well. 
Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, the slide quality of all of you was just immense. It was lovely to see everyone's different way of doing it. But yeah, and and on the screen now at the moment, we've got uh, there was a hat tip to Roger Carey um, uh, in uh, in Touch 2000. It was this year, wasn't it? Where he kind of suggested that the essence of the debate for those listening to the podcast, the essence of the debate does not seem to stem from peer reviewed academic sources. Instead, it would seem that it can be traced to social media. And, you know, you can kind of sympathize a bit with that, can't you? It's like some of the debates are produced because of people shouting and getting polarized online. I think that was a fair comment, even though it ruffled a few feathers. Um, but yeah bring that down yeah so hats off to paul brilliant i mean it felt i mean i'm i'm very impressionable but i walked away from that conference thinking i need to readdress how much i use tape and how much i consider it and whether i do you know reconsider maybe even if it's just a little adjunct at the end or something um then yeah made made me have a little think anyway i think so and i, and I think for the naysayers the people who are anti a lot of the things that paul was talking about how we presented to everyone should at least make you go away and go okay i might not agree with it or it mm. may not be how i want to practice but maybe i'm a little bit more forgiving for it and a little bit more considerate to why and when people might use it and and fundamentally the argument of how you use it because that's what it all breaks down to is what you're saying and how you're using it with the person in front of you exactly yeah yeah, yeah. I liked him. He, I can't remember exactly how he put it, but he says something like he's got a bullshit detector as well, but it's not quite dialed up so high. You know, he's just on on par as well. And he's looking out and he's trying to disprove himself and things which he says and things he believes. So he's got that detector there, but he's just dialed it down a little bit so we don't start kind of just dismissing too much. No, great speaker. Really, really enjoyed he was there. Um, who we got? We then um, had, um, oh, Derek. See, there we go again you know bar told and then coke and it's like right i mean i've been to conferences before major big conferences sometimes and you're almost like thinking oh there's going to be a few speakers where i might go out for a cup of tea during that one you know and then come back halfway through because maybe i've seen them before or, but i mean i'm hoping the impression i got was i didn't want to miss any of these it was just bam have some Derek griffin live you know yeah um, and Derek's a huge player Absolutely. I jotted some notes down last night, ready for today. And the, the thing I wrote in capitals was there was no dead spots. There was no periods in that conference that were just it lulled or you were sort of uh, not really, you know, I can, as you say, slip out. Um, my biggest struggle when we, we come on to chat about Chris was I had to go after Chris and I was desperate to listen to him. So I'm trying to rehearse my stuff and make sure I know what I'm going to be talking about. And I didn't want to leave because Chris was talking. But, um, but Derek, um, has uh, an innate ability to balance a real high-level academic thought process with the application to the runner, um, which which I think sometimes because of the world that Derek works in, in that sort of persistent pain world, that I'm not sure some people understand how clever he is at doing that. Um, Derek, obviously on social media, is very good at sharing content and um, the science and the research and the studies. But Derek understands how to use that when he's got a runner in front of him as well, probably because of his running background as well. And he really had a, and I think Derek was one of the most exciting speakers because I guess as far as having a face and a voice on social media, he's probably more one of the quieter guys that was in the lineup. People perhaps haven't seen as much or heard as much of him. So, um, so when he came in, he was everything and more that I expected him to be. And, um, and to top it all off, I, I managed to survive a, a run with him. So, 
Oh, I know. Yeah, that is something else as well. I was so exhausted and knew I had to be up and do things at home. I wasn't able to come out any of the runs, but I'm glad you guys got a chance to run together. I was kind of hoping. I, I mean, I can admit now that um, Jack Chew, if you are listening to this or you do listen to this, I worked so hard to try and make you vomit again in Brighton. I, when you weren't there, I was trying to get Derek and Chris to both take you out, a bit like Greg Lehman did. I don't know, six years ago when Greg came to my clinic to do his first first chat in the UK. And uh, yeah, well, we don't need to go down that road, but sick was included and it came out of Jack's mouth. But yeah, unfortunately, you slept through your alarm, didn't you? Damn, it's <laughs> annoying when those alarms just turn themselves off during the night and you miss the runs. I hate that. Uh, but anyway, so it never happened. But yeah, I'm glad you guys got some runs as well. Um, just a mention from Katie Napton. Um, it was a great two days. Um, no weak speakers and great cakes. It's true. And yes, she was my mother. Um, I came out of that beautiful person somehow. Um, yeah, it was good catering. It was good food. Uh, people loved it. Um, yeah, so shout out to my mum as well. Thanks, Katie. I'm glad you appreciated the food. Um, right, who do we had? So uh, Derek's uh, chat was, yeah, it was, it was a lovely title, putting the runner back into running injuries, looking beyond biomechanics and forces. Um, and it was everything that we thought it was going to be. It was a wonderful summary of um, the evidence of not um, focusing just too much on the sore bit. Um, and I think it was confirmation for a lot of people who are already on that page. Um, just, uh, yeah, just a reminder of where we are and what we know. But it was interesting doing the q and I, I remember you kind of picked up on it as well, where Derek was getting a little bit of a challenge um, uh, about why he didn't use certain things. I think it was to do with massage, wasn't there? It was a great debate to and fro with Anna, um, who was who's a fantastic massage therapist and has got a great school as well um but yeah Derek was basically saying with the people who i treat that hasn't worked that's why i don't use it um and uh and so he again yeah he was testing me to work with the person in front of you which is the massive message isn't it that's what it should say on the t-shirt hmm. yeah absolutely and i think the, the assumption that we have sometimes incorrectly that you know Derek may treat a runner who's come in with with something acute the same as he may treat someone who's suffering with persistent pain is it's so wrong it's so far from the truth everyone would probably everyone should be changing the way we practice although we have a fundamental theme according to the person in front and and what Derek did as all you know super clever people did was he took a subject that is very science and very heavy and very difficult to understand for a lot of people and he broke it down into a real understandable format for people to get that message Definitely. I think, um, I mean, there's a picture here on the screen of Derek and Chris, which was a lovely moment, um, which I thought was fantastic. Uh, but yeah, of all the people who it was so important and, and valuable to meet in person, I think Derek was the number one um, in conversations with even amongst the speakers. It was like, I'm so glad I've got to meet and actually shake hands with Derek, because like you say, on social media, often it he does his personality doesn't come out you can't see people smiling on social media you can't see people winking at you when they write something and if you just go by the words you you create this your own persona don't you i think for derek it's very easy because he is quite straight lace and he and he's small chunks you often think maybe he is being a bit maybe condescending or polarized or but when you see him in person he's smiling and he's talking again with that irish accent and, and the gestures, you realize, no, he's thinking very carefully through what he's saying and he's listening to you. He's a great listener. So I was so, so happy. Yeah. Griff, Griff told me a funny little line. So when Paul Corker was on, 
Uh, I think it was Griff said that he'd asked Derek, um, will his be quite confrontational and sort of um, controversial compared to, to when Paul comes on? And I think Derek just did a little smile and said, well, it can be if I want it to be. And that, that was the perfect summary of, of you know, yeah, the, the person that you perhaps don't see um, in a uh, rebuttal to someone's evidence that's put out there where he just wants to counter argument with the, with the science. Definitely. Yeah. No, it's, uh, it's, it's, I haven't actually spent much time online looking and around cause I've just, it's just, oh, I've had so much stuff to do since I came back, but it's definitely changed. Well, I like to think I'm quite fair as well, but it's definitely reminded me to realize the limitations of Facebook and Twitter and the words, you know, it's just words and how you read it is can be totally different to or the, the sentiment that was behind it when it was typed out. So yeah, it was wonderful, Derek. Thank you for reminding us all of that. Um, it was fantastic. Right, who else do we got? Let's work through these. So um, my eyesight, I'm getting old. Uh, oh, then, of course, yeah, once again, bam. Um, Christopher Johnson, all the way from Seattle, came over. Um, and Chris was a big one because it was about two or three years ago when I was chatting with Chris after doing a little web chat where he kind of said, oh, man, we have to get together. We have to do this. And and it was like for a while we were playing around with the idea of myself going over to New York and doing something there. But with kids, kind of, he's got young kids and so I never materialized. So Christopher actually plays a big part in uh, making this happen because he sowed the seed. And like all of you, though, it's someone who I really wanted to because he's the little man from YouTube, isn't he? Basically, is that how you met him? Yeah, pretty much. Well, he seems to just pop up anyway. Looking for a good resource. Chris Johnson pops up. It's as simple as that, you know, whether it's something he's done himself or an interview he's doing with someone else, you know, we're, we're big, we're big thing, big in this industry for trying to advocate against having gurus. But if you need a guru in the running world, you're probably not going to go far wrong with Chris Johnson. It's that's, that's wonderfully said, Mike. You've got such a good way with words. Uh, and look at that. And look on the screen there. That's a guru picture of everyone. I met one. Look at that. Yeah. He's a great commander. I mean, I was trying to, I was, I mean, I, as far as I know, Americans, although we see the rubbish films, but Americans a lot of the time have such a uh, good commanding of the English language. I think the vocabulary they use is often more than ours. We don't see it so much because we're just watching trashy shows and stuff and listening to Kardashians. But the actual words which which Christopher using was just so engaging and often it man manages to get a point across because he's used a word which we wouldn't normally use. But yeah, like you say, if you're going to have a guru, then yeah, make it Christopher Johnson. It was fantastic. His chat, just for those of you who didn't see the slide or can't see it because you listen to the podcast, his chat was all about... Um, orthopedic examination and physical performance tests and he brought up some fantastically simple exercises and meaningful exercises and tests um, and then the impact that has on strength training prescription um, it was uh, yeah a fantastic presentation and uh, like I say just to remind you if you are listening to this all these presentations are available and the stream we recorded is available on Facebook in a group um, and if you're interested in watching all of the presentations then um, email me they are available um uh they will be coming out bit by bit as i load them onto the website if you just want to pick out a few speakers uh but for the moment like i say before november the 5th you can get all of the presentations here for 125 pounds and that's like 10 12 14 hours worth of stuff so you'll probably need to download it but you can download off facebook i'm surprised how many people don't realize you can download videos off facebook uh, you might need a third party app if you're using a phone but they are downloadable um, so they are yours for life uh, but yeah chris brilliant chat 
brilliant person and, and so happy you came over that was a lovely intro as well i'll just put that up as well that made the audience just go yeah runners are not sensible creatures never has a, one two three never have five words made more sense um so that was a hilarious a great slide yes some great slides i did notice a trend of just people putting up very minimalistic the slides this year weren't they there's lots of just photos um, and, and kind of a lot sent through that apparently that's attributed to steve jobs or something i think so yeah but um but i think as well it comes down to if you've got something to say and something you know about something you don't need to put a lot on the screen Mm. They're, they're normally cues and you want people to pay attention to what the speaker's saying, not what's written in wordy, wordy bits on the screen. Um, but I think, Chris, so so normally when we when you've been to a, a lecture or a conference or even watched a webinar, it's all about answering that question, the so what question. So I listen to you, I watch you, but so what? What does it mean to me? And when Chris had finished, there was a bunch of therapists in the room and runners who would maybe be working with therapists that could walk out that door and apply something straight away. They could really go away and rethink how they're, they're doing these tests and why they're doing them. Because we all moan about having limited time. And what Chris succinctly put across to everyone was you can use that time way better than perhaps some of us are or some of us have been. And therefore, you don't need to do this battery of tests or this blanket testing, which doesn't really give you anything at the end of it. You can employ or deploy some simple tests, which can then become exercises or guide your exercise prescription. And and it was a perfect message to take away. Definitely. Yeah. Like I say, I was getting kind of messages from people in the crowds. There's kind of at least five or six people on the go texting me questions and saying, what? this going about or this is amazing and yeah chris's was a was a good example of i think everybody has something you can take back to clinic but chris's in particular was like right jot this down and people were writing loads down it's very exciting to see that's always a good sign about yeah like you say things that can be implemented straight away as soon as you get back to clinic um it was a yeah fantastic 45 minutes spent um right um and that was everybody i think wasn't it so was it was it No, then we came to, uh, just as I wanted Jack to open up the show and set the scene, I needed to find somebody who was going to, after nine fantastic speakers, it was a big responsibility, but I needed some somebody who was going to put it all together and keep everybody engaged. And basically, this is the most important speaker, really, because this is the taste that's going to be on everyone's mouth when they leave the conference. So that person I wanted wasn't available. So thanks for stepping up, Mike. It was great oh, that you could step in. Absolutely, absolutely fine. Absolutely fine. No, mate, it was your it was your turn to shine. How are you feeling when you took the stage after those nine people? Um, I was excited. I was really excited to be honest. Um the the negative or the, the worry about going after those nine is how do you live up to those nine? But actually when they set the bar for you, then you 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 know you're either gonna fly over it or crash into it. And um and actually the way they pitched and the way they engaged the audience just gave me a bit of a template to to know how to pitch to that audience. I think it got. I think I'm sure everyone felt the same. But actually, on the stage, the lights are shining in your face, and you can't really see the crowd that much. Um, and therefore, you sort of oh, it is a little bit different when I'm up here compared to what I thought it might be. But um, it was a case of just trying to do what everyone else had done and use the content to to pass the message across as best you could. What I what I remember was because of the light shining in my face, I 
I apologize. Now there was there was a lady sitting on the end about five rows back, and she was pretty much the only face I could make out. So I pretty much just talked to her, and I don't know whether she thought I was trying to trying to tell her this message uh, nonstop. But you just sort of pick someone and you you zoom in on them. That explains quite a lot. That explains that those emails I got from her. Yeah, so she's yeah, a bit weirded out. Yeah. <laughs> I got well, you got emails. I've got a restraining order. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's amazing, mate. As someone who was watching, it was fantastic, and but I knew it was going to be. If, if, if of all the people I've probably seen in terms of footage and how they talk, and I've got to know probably you were the you were the sure bet, which is why I, I was so happy you agreed to be at the end. Um, and the topic for those who listen to the podcast and have no idea uh, what is on the screen, then uh, you closed with uh, strength training for runners. Is it such a simple approach? Which was really great when you put it out there because. It, some people on Facebook were kind of saying, yes, and one slide, end. And I was thinking, well, I don't think he's going to say. I don't think that's the answer to it. Um, and it was a great one because it's the, obviously that's probably our strongest confirmation bias, isn't it? Thinking you just need to get strong. That's as much as you need. And don't make it too complicated. And don't worry about it. But your your talk obviously kept people moving backwards and forwards. And what's it going to say? There's going to be a butt around the corner here. Was that kind of the intention to not let people know from the beginning whether you were going to say yes or no? Um, I, I think probably the, the title gave it away that there was probably going to be a big butt in there somewhere. Um, I think what kept people guessing is where it was going to come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and certainly perhaps, more, you know, with the little exercise videos that I put out, then most people have seen me bang on about doing strength training. So perhaps it was the fact that I was about to say there's a big butt. Um, you know, I certainly am a big advocate for it, but I'm not a fascist about it. And I just wanted to try and put that. I wanted to use my sort of time in the trenches, so to speak, to say, you know, I've had I've not had success with certain people running, whether that was through my approach or because of their attitude and beliefs. And actually, you just need to think about it a little bit more. Um, it was a nice platform for me to um, use that study that I chatted about to to. I've, I've kept my gunpowder dry on that one for a while. I've seen a lot of people extrapolate something from a study that they shouldn't have. Um, and I just thought, yeah, when the right time comes, which Run Chat Live presented, it'd be a good place and a good platform to, to give my thoughts on that. But yes, fortunately, we got most of Mike there. Um, it was a fantastic end to the conference. Don't forget, I mean, it's quite hard work sitting down and seeing you know, five great speakers the first day and then another and then a great Q&A, then another four speakers stayed too. By this time, people were kind of a little bit tired, um, but it was my wild card. It was like the, it was the one that I knew was going to get people sitting up again and paying attention to it because it is such an important subject that we don't um, kind of let our confirmation biases get get, a, you know, get the better of us. Um, and Mike did us all very proud. Um, and if you're looking at the screen, you can see he's got a very similar guru stars to Christopher Johnson. There might have been some coaching there behind the curtains or something. Um, but yeah, fantastic day had by all. So, um, Mike, there is there's the slide with butt and it's a big butt. It was brilliant. It was a great presentation. And we were all on stage for the second Q&A, which was nice because uh, on day two, the, the people on the floor were a little bit more vocal. People were ready to chat a bit more. And there was some nice, interesting debate. I thought I was going to have to kind of restrain Jack Chu for a while as he got talking um, to some of the uh, some of the podiatrists. Um, um, and then, like I say, there's some fantastic uh, debate to and fro uh, with Derek um, and uh, all the speakers had a chance. Um, so it was wonderful to see. 
Um, there we go. So a few more slides on the screen of people engaged. Um, again, I talk about the speakers who were um, amazing, but the audience were great as well. I mean, they were so dedicated. And so I always worry about these conferences that obviously all the advertising is done. I did it all on social media. So it's kind of people who already know me or know the speakers who I value. So there's such a big danger of confirmation bias. And I, wor I was worrying that people were going to sit there going, um, oh, yeah, well, we know this. Yeah, I read that. Yeah, I know he's going to say that. Yeah, did I really pay for this? That sort of thing. Uh, but it wasn't like that at all. People were just enthralled to hear what they knew again, but laid out maybe in a clearer way. Um, and also just uh, there's so much new stuff as well there as well. Different ways of looking at things. Um, when I spoke, I will be sending out feedback forms to all the attendees. I've just got to get some time. Um, but uh, yeah, one of the biggest bits of feedback was just so many things to think about and take home. And I thought I understood that. And I've got to tweak this a little bit. Um, no throwing out of the baby with the bathwater. OK, because everyone who came here was kind of into evidence based practice, but just kind of changing things a little bit round, looking at different ways. And it's the little changes we can make in clinic, which make the huge difference. Um, often we're doing the same uh, modality, maybe, but by knowing how it works better, we can make it work better, which isn't my words. I think I read it on a Paul Ingram uh, post somewhere. But, yeah, that's the important thing. Um, and that's one of the biggest kind of if you're the sort of person who says, I don't care how it works, it works. That's fine. Then you really are limiting the the uh, the efficacy of your of your whatever you're doing, whatever you're saying. Um, if you know how it works, you can make it work better. Simple as that. Once you get through that, then that natural critical thinking of anything you're doing, that natural desire to second question anything you read or are told or you get about to do will make you a better therapist um it'll, it'll, it'll make everything you do just that more accurate we might not have all the answers yet we certainly don't have all the answers yet especially when it comes to working with people in pain but every time you do manage to tweak things uh, because you understand a little bit more about how it might be working then you're gonna um, help more people out um and in our case help more runners out um, but anyway, Terry just put up there. The key learning point of the conference is that running is a high risk reward sport. The rewards of running is good for fitness. And that's all it's going to let me have, Terry. Sorry. But I do appreciate all your support, Terry. And and I hear you're in the runner's zone now with Christopher Johnson, which is fantastic. What a great place to be. I did purposely um, kind of big that up on the day as, as well as Bartold Clinical with Simon's Place is a great place to hang out as well um, as well as Sports Injury Fix and Run 3 Days so many places Andrew has just put you up there's a little comment there um, that's nice thank you Andrew can't thank Matt and all the speakers and other delegates enough and Matt's mum's meringues is that a euphemism no I hope not um, she did make meringues uh, they were amazing um, roll in next year yeah 2020 that's what I'm going to have a little chat to Mike about now and see um, what's going to go on there and um, just a message there from chris i'm bringing up on the screen absolutely unreal couple of days and has given me so much to think about thank you so much to matt all of the speakers and everyone else who made this happen thank you chris like i say next year you on the stage mate i need to let more people know about you right whilst mike joins us again um that was a surprise <laughs> at the conference yeah quite a few people said oh wow your t-shirt i want your t-shirt can we buy the t-shirts um which is something that i didn't really think was going to happen i got some for the event speakers i'm not wearing it now by the way that's the t-shirt 
Um, I have made it mocked up onto uh, a T-shirt because, yeah, you know what? If if people want it, then I will make this available on my website. I've just got to sort out a few things. Um, it's just got the logo on the front. And um, that's not actually a photo of me. It was just something I found online, which I thought looked a bit like me. But yeah, Run Chat Live, putting the evidence back into running injury and performance. And on the back, you've got the website, the podcast, and sort of a pod microphone thing. I, these will be appearing on the website soon um, due to popular demand. And I'll try and keep them as cheap as possible because obviously, you know, it's great you're getting the word out there. So I'll just put them out there to cover costs and postage and packing. Um, but yeah, they will be available soon. So make sure you head over to runchatlive.com. Um, and like I say, it'll probably be hopefully in the next week. I'd like to think so. It depends on a few things. Um, but yeah, they will be around. Um, let's get Mike back up here. Mike, you're back. I'm back. Oh, good. Thanks, mate. Um, we, we, we've traced the source of the problem. Oh, really? Yeah, it's the flood of well wishes we're sending to South Africa. <laughs> That's very good. Very good, yeah. Um, so, yeah, apparently people want the T-shirts. Um, I'll send you a T-shirt. I expect you to do a few little... I, was, Facebook I, had, I had my eye on one of them. I know. They've proved quite popular. I'm quite, I'm quite surprised by that. I don't see why people want to walk around with uh, what looks like me on the front. But, hey, that's okay. If it's spreading the word, then we can do that. Um, right. So, chatting about the future, mate. I mean, we kind of all said, yep, 2020, we'll do it again. I think we decided we'll try and keep it the same time of year and the same kind of format so that people know that's it now, put the end of October aside. Um, but I did get some interesting feedback. And again, I will be sending out forms for people about what to change next time. Um, what, and you can be as candid as you like now, but what did you pick up that you think might be a better format or what do you think? I think it's tweaks. I don't think it's a better format at all. It worked brilliantly. Um, there was a real nice reaction to when Paul Coker did his practical workshop. So that may be something with runners there to, to potentially do something a little bit more practical. Um, I know we chatted about uh, at lunch one day having little breakout sessions, little workshops. There's pros and cons to that, but it may be something worth considering. I think um, just... It's, it's almost, I think, rather than actually what happens at next year's conference, it's what happens between now and the conference, is making sure the people who both attended and didn't attend now continue to engage on a regular basis, who reach out to yourself and the speakers and realize that these are just normal people who are happy to give their time and whatever experience we have to you guys in whatever form you want. Um, so this should be the start of something rather than the end of the, of the conference. And then I guess whatever will will take place and change for 2020 will probably come out in the wash over the next 12 months. Yeah, that's actually, it's very true. That's a good way of looking at it. It is what we do between now and then. I think it's just, I don't know. I, th I find so many people, like those 70 speakers, I really want to hear about what they're doing and I want to know about how they're putting what they heard into effect. But, you know, with Facebook and Twitter, it's, it's, it, you just suddenly disappear again and all these algorithms it means you only see the same people over and over again so um i would encourage if you did go to the conference or if you're interested in the conference if you watched it virtually then do try and start hanging out together in the same group i don't know i don't want to create another facebook group but just kind of get vocal and be around in sports injury fix with mike's um, the endurance physio page um, just check in now and again, because every time you check in and we see you, then we'll just keep those same 70 names ticking over. You haven't got to follow all the time, just once a week. 
pay a little visit to Mike's Pace, Sports Injury Fix, to run chat live, to run 3D, and just interact a little bit. Because every time we see you, that we can then start messaging a little bit, PMing. Um, yeah, so just don't let it disappear. Um, because like Mike says, yeah, what we do next year will, will depend very much on, on how we communicate and keep things rolling between now and then. Um, yeah, I do like the idea of breakouts. I mean, my dream was always getting runners and therapists in the same room. Um, I've had different kind of feedback about that. Someone suggested having different rooms going on at the same time, one with runners and one with therapists, but that kind of defeats what I want one chat line to be about. Um, I don't know. I like the way the idea of breakout sessions. Simon suggested that presentations from speakers should be shorter with maybe more speakers. That in actual fact, 45 minutes, even with a break in between and another 45 minutes can be quite a long time. Um, especially for someone who's really trying to soak it all in and maybe it's new information. So maybe kind of 25 minute presentations and a little breakout or something afterwards doing it that way. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to see a runner on stage. I'd love to see someone telling us about their experiences, their, whatever pitfalls they've got and any barriers they've got, um, what their thoughts are of therapists as a whole who treat runners. Um, you know, it's not a one-way communication. It's a two-way street. And, and we, you know, I learned from the other speakers, but I also learned from the conversations I had with all the runners who were attending. So um, so getting someone like that up um, is always good. Always good to bounce it around, flip it upside down. That is good. Yeah, good idea. I mean, that was the idea of the Q&A to a certain extent was to try and get some questions from runners uh, to the therapist on the stage. We did have like about eight, nine runners in the end, but we also had about 15 podiatrists. So it actually turned into a Q&A between podiatrists and Jack and Derek. But um, but it was still very healthy debate. But that's yeah, get some runners up on stage get some yeah that's that's good thinking i like that but yeah like i say i will be putting out feedback forms for everyone who attended and everyone who's watching the recordings um and uh yeah you guys will mold what happens um so yeah right i think unless i'm much mistaken we've already 10 minutes past i'm sure you got stuff you need to do today is there anything what's what's up for the endurance physio tell me what you are up to now for the next month or so uh, so the next month's quite busy. Um, I've got a couple of courses and uh, I fly over to the Channel Islands for a, for a weekend to teach um, and then building up to Therapy Expo end of November. Oh, yeah, um, of course. And then it pretty much dies down then. So so Therapy Expo. Um, so if those who couldn't attend Run Chat Live, my talk in Therapy Expo will be very similar to the one I gave at Run Chat Live. So, um, so if you missed that and you go in there, do come along on the first day, the Wednesday, to Theatre C. I'll be chatting about that one um, and then die down towards Christmas then, to be honest. Um, I'm trying to get a few things in place for 2020 that will be slightly different. So so a little bit of time to digest the year and, and move forward. Obviously, Sports Injury Fix dominates most of my week, my sort of working day. So so we're always trying to, to drive that forward. Um, and then if you miss me before that, we will be at the National Running Show in January. So, so just picking it up again, picking the ball up again in 2020 and, and driving forward. Busy man, indeed. Very busy. Um, yeah. Therapy expert. Um, yeah, I was, I was asked to have another chat up there, but after this as well, you've got much more stamina than me. Um, even though you're older than me, it's incredible, but, um, yeah, I couldn't have done it. I would have just been wiped out. But yeah, I hope it all goes well at Therapy Expo. So yeah, that's interesting. So it'll be a very similar presentation. So people who have missed this, make sure you go and check out Mike. Yeah, we'll, it, it, I'll take a slight slant off what what 
the messages were that we were giving to runners and it'll be more directed obviously to therapists and how we, the messages we should be giving to runners um but but fundamentally it'll be it'll be along the same lines brilliant and then the running show in january wonderful okay mate well look it's uh 112 um thank you so much for joining me again today just to go through the uh the conference and have a little dissection of what we saw and what we're going to do in future um yeah my this pleasure will be... I... yeah go on I just wanted to take this chance um, on behalf of all the speakers, the delegates, everyone over Run Chat Live over 2019. None of this would have been possible without you. You're too humble to take the credit and you like to, to think that we all did something for you, but you uh, aimed for the stars and you ended up in outer space, mate. You, 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 you put the most fantastic thing together and um, there wasn't anyone who's come across Run Chat Live in whatever format isn't in a better place because of the work you're doing. Thank you, Andy, your mum, and all the team that helped out. It was a, it was a pleasure to be involved with it. Thank you very much. That's very kind. But uh, yeah, okay, there I did I did some pretty great coordinating and organising. But ultimately, <laughs> it was the teamwork. Everyone there, even the IT guy was uh, Adrian was amazing. Obviously, all the speakers and the delegates turning up on time. It was it was I I prefer to think of it as a testimony to what happens when you get a great team working together. It was amazing, and obviously my mum she added to it. But uh, yeah, it was it was it was uh, yeah it was a wonderful event. I mean, I expected it to be incredible, and it, it surpassed even that. So. So yeah, but yeah, thanks very much for your support as well during the uh, times in the background, letting me know it's going to be okay. I appreciate it, um, and give my best no to Matt as well. I'm looking forward to hearing developments in sports injury fix. I hear something was picked up there, which could be exciting for the future. But we won't go into that now. Yeah, yeah, we might we might be going global. <laughs> exactly right, dude. Um, okay, I'm going to let you go. I'm going to say goodbye to people on the podcast and anyone watching. So um, I will uh, catch up with you very soon. I think this will officially probably be the end of um, season one of uh, Run Chat Live. So we'll be starting with season two, maybe with a few changes, maybe with a time change. Um, so thank you for seeing us out, being the last speaker on season one of Run Chat Live. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll catch up very soon. Yes, my pleasure. Take care, everyone. Uh, thank you very much, Mike. James, the insurance physio. What a great guy. Right. So there we go. Um, I did when I introduced Mike, um, and you'll see on the um, on the presentations if you watch the recording. Um, yeah, I did just kind of said as well as all the information that he gives and his fantastic. Um, um endurance physio uh content uh he's he's such a nice guy as well i can't say it. all the speakers are but mike in particular stands out in the last two years of people who i've just met who just is such giving 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 uh, always putting out other people's information um he's a great dad um i love his posts where he's just reminding people you know i'm going to put my kids first and i'll be around for a while for a week or so because it's just you've got a balanced family life and everything he's a wonderful father by all accounts uh, which is obviously a soft spot for me as well so uh yeah i do thank mike and all the speakers um what a great bunch of people it's been very emotional um so yeah eh, this will indeed like i said be the last episode for this season we're going to have a little bit of a break but then we will come back i think it'll probably be in the evenings um, but i will put on well you can leave comments here if there's a perfect day or time which you'd like this to move to i do want to try and make sure i'm giving people as much 
possibilities you know to actually join us live i think it's great to be able to interact live that's what one chat live is all about um so yeah if you want to leave some comments if you've got any feedback of how you'd like the format to be then matt at runchatlive.com if you want to um get access to the recordings of the two days then uh, again just email me matt at runchatlive.com um and anything else you want to say then just yeah keep in contact um we'll be back i'm not quite sure how long we're gonna have off maybe a month or so I'd like to think we'll be back before Christmas. Maybe we'll do a Christmas starter. Uh, but yeah, it's been a immense year and a bit. It's been a great conference. It's been lovely uh, seeing all delegates and all speakers under one roof um, and uh, a really positive way to uh, finish um, the year. Um, so there we go. Right, before I start crying, I will say uh, this is <laughs> Matt Phillips and this uh, has been Munchet Live putting the evidence back into running injury and performance. Adios and see you soon. You're listening to Run Chat Live podcast, putting the evidence back into running injury and performance.